Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. We have our Overcrest Rewind for you. Got some yeah. pretty fun news. I got some. It, it's going to be fun. This one's this It's is a good one. one. Uh, but before we get into the news, I want to talk a little bit about Patreon. That's right. There's a bunch of freeloaders listening to the podcast right now, which is fine. We love that you listen. <laughs> but if you want to support the podcast a little bit more, it's cost about the same as a cup of coffee. So if you have a cup of coffee in your hand right now, and you you're not a Patreon, guilty. you should feel guilty about right. yourself. It's five bucks, ten bucks, twenty-five bucks. Got a few different tiers. You can just get the extra exclusive episodes that we have. Mm-hmm. We've got T-shirts to give you. We've got brand new swag in. It looks really good, which is which is awesome. And from our reband that uh, our buddy Jeff did, yes. Jeff Bull over at uh, Kilo. Kilo Manufacturing. Yeah, they they did a good job for us. And uh, also, you if you want, as everybody knows, we I don't do prints, but the only way to really get one from me is to be a Patreon, and I'll I'll get you dialed in. So, uh, yeah, head over to patreon.com slash overcrest. Get that exclusive content and support the show. Support the show. Support the show. All right. So um, so you know now that Tesla was running some <laughs> – if everybody's living under a rock, Tesla did get out to the Nürburgring. Right. Right. We talked about this last week, didn't we? I thought did we, we did we maybe we didn't. Okay, so if we no, didn't. we it was just because it's on social and we're talking to people. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, so, okay. So last we talked, the Taycan set a Nurburgring record, and and Elon said, "Oh, I'm going to go out to the Nurburgring, yeah. der her der." And we're all like, "Well, the Nurburgring responded and said no, and you're said not. no because there's no times booked. You don't have an exclusive time." So there, so they ended up going. And did you hear how they set this record? So here's the in deal: traffic. They set the record. Well. In traffic is relative. You right. Know, I mean, it's how much traffic was there. We right. don't really know. So this is basically stopwatch timing because you're not allowed to keep official times. Mm. So as a manufacturer, so everybody's out there with a stopwatch. Okay. The amateurs watching them go by, I gotcha. taking pictures, I stuff gotcha. like that. Um, a photographer at the ring on Wednesday clocked. There's two cars. Yep. They clocked the red prototype at seven minutes and 23 seconds and a blue prototype at seven minutes and 40 seconds. The driver of the red prototype was Thomas Much an experienced German racer who has completed multiple times at the Nürburgring. Both prototypes are running extra-wide wheels with new, unreleased Goodyear Eagle F1 Supercar RS rubber that might be a prototype tire. Exactly. In addition, the cars are mega-tinted. Did you see the pictures where you, yes. can't, you can't even see in the car? I love the theory on this. Yeah, yeah. So there were some people that were able to capture some photos with some backlight through the car. Okay. And from what I can see, um, there's no interior. And there's a roll cage. So the thing is completely stripped with no interior. And it's well, got a roll cage. Hey, it's got prototype tires. I'm going to play got, devil's advocate. It's got Maybe arrow. that's the Plaid Edition. The Plaid Edition doesn't come with a roll cage, just stripped out. No. There's I no. I mean, obviously, I that's completely false. The Taycan ran, seven, Taycan ran 742, and that's 19 seconds, which amounts to like 5%. Um, but we know that this is definitely not apples to apples, right? Doesn't seem that doesn't way. Really also, seem like there's another wrench to throw into elon's plan okay what is it porsche basically said that's good and all but you do realize we just did the take on turbo not the turbo s which is our track focused model right did you right. hear that as no, well i did not hear that yeah they so I'm i think they con- responded at all i don't know if they responded or if some journalist was like well you realize that was just the turbo the take on turbo as we hate the name we've talked yeah. about this but the take on turbo s is supposed to be they're like they're calling it track focused right so, so if you can get, if you can't get, so do you think there's five, there's 20 seconds to be made by running prototype, basically our compounds? Yes. Uh, stripped interior, tires alone roll cage, prototype arrow, et cetera. Yeah. The clear plexiglass spoiler. So this is not a production car. No. So for now it's case closed. 
I like it. I like the drama. No, not case closed. It's ongoing, if anything. Well, the case on this car being fast. I mean, I like I talked to one of my friends, and he, and he said, fast is never a bad thing. Yeah. So if you go out there and you beat him, it doesn't really matter how you do it, right? You're still, <laughs> you're just faster. Yeah, so, I, get I mean, it. so for, for now, the but it's certainly is, not an official time. I'll be interested next year when they have a production version of the plaid right. they take out. This there. is probably the best way to look at it for now. I don't think, I don't think that it's going to be able to be faster. If this, if they're only twenty, this is a huge track. It's like what 13, 14 miles. Yeah. So it's five percent difference. I think if you put the Taycan Turbo on these tires, it would do it. Of course it would, but I mean we'll see what happens. I just yeah. Anyways. So, uh, I have a story here. The new center side airbag coming soon to Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis models. What's a center side airbag? So, this is your center console. <laughs> Boom! All of a sudden, the airbag pops up in between you. Is this something that, like, your wife can hit a button if you're <laughs> getting in a fight or whatever? She just hits the button and the... Exactly. So, I mean, there's not much more to the story, but my point is, with cars becoming filled with so many airbags, like, let's count them. There's one on each side. You got your your passenger, your front curtains, side curtains. Sometimes they come out from the seats, and now you got this one in the center. At what point are we just gonna do the demolition man thing, where the foam just comes into the car? Do you remember that scene? Yeah, oh yeah, and then he just kind of falls out of the car and just kind of pushes. At some point, it's just that where every space opens up with an airbag. I don't think that they will ever do that because I think it would basically total the car, right? Yeah, I mean, but anytime your airbags explode, isn't it technically then? The car's totaled? I don't think Isn't it's... Isn't that a thing? No, no, no. It depends on the... Because you can get the new airbags put in the car. Mm-hmm. You can go to the manufacturer and they can install new airbags on the car just like they installed them when they put them in in the first place. It's something that bolts in, bolts out. All it is is a... It's. Have you ever seen an airbag? Yeah. It's something that can be bolted in. Right. So if you can get a new one, they do it all the time with these Takata recalls where they take the airbag out. And they oh, yeah. I had my done actually recently. Okay. So, yeah, you can put a new airbag in a car. The only problem is depending on where it is, yeah, if it's if in the dash, thing. that's what totals cars is when it blows out of the dash on the passenger side. Interesting. Because it rips the dash open because they're hidden behind there. See? They just need foam. Yes. They just need to fill the entire, entire car with spray <laughs> foam. Just like all those rusty. That was my only silly story I wanted to reject. All right. So. We've been hard on BMW. <laughs> well, last week we were a little we, bit. Well, just in general, BMW has not been doing a very good job, but there right. is good news. BMW has confirmed they're doing a standalone M car. Which they haven't done since the 1M, or is it M1? It's I don't remember. M1. M1. So standalone cars are obviously something that my team likes to work on, says M boss Marcus Flash. It wouldn't be the first time. We did it with the M1 many years ago. Mm-hmm. We have some very concrete plans for something new. Wow. We are working on electrified combustion. Hybrid. That's all that means. Elect- it's hybrid. Okay. I don't like Electrified combustion. Yeah, it's hybrid. It's just, they're trying to fancy it up. Oh, yeah. Bit. Instead of saying a hybrid drive train. Well, it's actually electrified combustion. Is it hey, all nice combustion? Prius. All combustion. It's is electrified electri- combustion. All electri- All combustion is electrified because it's all with an alternator. Device. Well, with a spark plug. <laughs> then it has an alternator. We are, and we are working on fully electric cars, but we will only bring those options to customers when they offer an advantage in terms of character, in terms of performance. We won't do it just to be the first on the market with a particular type of powertrain. That's hmm. not what our customers are after, which is kind of cool. I mean, hey, we're going to design whatever the customers are after mm-hmm. right at that time, which is Which fine. means a grill on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It's too early to talk about propulsion, he says, when we wager that the Halo car might be electric-powered. But a brand-new model without a predecessor is more, more suitable than a model with a predecessor. 
it's still exciting. Ho I mean, hold it, on. Okay. A model without a predecessor is more suitable than a model with a predecessor. So this is they're saying it's going to be all new car, standalone car. They're saying that we're not going to do this with an M3 or an M4 or an M5, M6, X5M, I got what X6M, you mean. X3M. I got what you mean. You know, all these other variants that are just variants of the chassis, of, of a regular chassis car. Yeah. So this is just, it's its own thing. Yep. So it's just more relevant in terms of, you know, they want to do something that showcases their designs, showcases their technology. Because right now, the only thing they have to showcase their technology when it comes to this kind of stuff is an i3 and an i8. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the i8. Which is old. Yeah, it is. They it? are slow. They're way behind the game. Yeah. Way behind the game compared to everybody else. Look at this. Porsche just comes out with the Taycan, mm -hmm. and they have an i3. Yeah. They still have the i3. They still make them. That's all they've got. The i3 should have been a mini, and Porsche, or I'm sorry, BMW should have done their own thing. They should have had their own. I like that idea. I mean, yeah. They own Mini. Why wouldn't they use that brand? Exactly. So hmm. it's, it's they got to figure something out. They fired their CEO because they were lagging behind. If wow. you remember, they fired him. He's I gone. Um, so Germany's economy is really dependent on this stuff, and they need to figure it out. Is it on the auto industry? Are you kidding me? Big time. Yeah, this is like a, kind of the only. This industry. is a huge economical worry in Germany. Is because all of their all their manufacturing. Just think how many people Everything it takes. Supports. Yeah. Well, think about how many people it takes to build all the parts and to supply right. to build an engine or a drivetrain mm -hmm. or any of that kind of stuff. Huge. Can't, there's secondary suppliers. What do mm -hmm. you do when you need to put an electric motor in something? You just put the electric motor in, and that's it. And you get oh, the, I see what you mean. There's nobody building the engine. There's nobody building camshafts and yeah. all, all the casting and all that stuff and all the 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 all the wiring that is all the sensors and all the all this and all that and it's it adds and adds and adds and adds and adds. You've got huge assembly lines with 75 people putting engines together, and They're every one of those thing. components was manufactured by a different right but place this, out there. You're just be able to just drop an electric motor in the electric motor is far imagine the simplicity of an electric motor versus yeah, a combustion engine extremely simple so you're going to lose a lot of jobs there's mm -hmm. a lot of jobs that are going to go the way of the dodo right they're gone yeah and germany in general is worried about that bosch is worried about it. they've said that yeah, they're worried imagine. about it so i mean they so need is it. bosch going to do their own electric drivetrains because everything now is either coming from i don't even i, I it's not like i can name a electric motor manufacturer well i'm sure they're out there i mean i'm the thing is is that an electric motor is simple enough to do that i would think that bmw would just do their own yeah you would think why so. wouldn't you just make your own electric motor it's a very simple at the same time concept. maybe because it's simple it's just easier to buy one off the shelf than to retool an entire manufacturing facility yeah who knows maybe it'll be like the eta at a watch company who makes all or who used to make right. all the watches for rolex and omega and everybody else and rolex just bought their movement from them who knows? Maybe it'll be. I know. Except not anymore. You knew that, right? Yeah, they don't. That's yeah. You that's, can't. I thought like, it was your point. Yeah. Well, that's you know, like we wear Hamiltons. You and I both do. Right. And it's the same company. Yeah. So now Rolex is not able to buy the movements from. I think it's whoever. Uh, what is it? Swatch. I don't remember the name of the the whole company. The oh, the umbrella company. Yeah, I think it's Swatch. Anyway, so yeah, same thing. Again, tangent road. Let's reverse. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so how many vans? would you personally consider to be a lot of vans? So, like, for my personal use? Just or? in general. If you, <laughs> if you were going to see see a large volume of vans. So, if I'm going across a parking lot and I will go, wow, that's a lot of vans. Yeah, what number would that be? I mean, it, like, even 100 vans in a row would be a lot of vans. Okay, so UPS has 104,000 package cars, vans, tractors, and motorcycles. FedEx has 85,000 vans. USPS has 215,000 vans. 
Amazon uh-huh. has just bought 100,000 fucking vans wow. from Rivian. Rivian, the electric Rivian. truck manufacturer. Yeah. That's more vans than FedEx has. It's correct. Wow. That, that, I mean, when this went out, UPS and FedEx must have went, oh, F. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay, here, here, first of all, Amazon does some of their own package. Yeah, you see them driving around in like the, the Mercedes Sprinters. Right, but that's not their only model because, of course, you get you know your Amazon packages from UPS or USPS as well. Right. So are they going to go basically vertically integrated, we call it, single vendor, where they're about only this. delivering their own packages? With 100,000 vans? They're going to get close. The end, the end supply chain, yes. I don't know if they're going to do their own planes and trucking. Wow. I mean, I would imagine they're going to do their own trucking at that point, too. Well, I've seen Amazon trucks out there. Tractor trailer trucks. The trailers, yeah. They, well, they won't yeah, ever get into the No, truck. they've got the trailers, but they why not? You think so? Why not? If they're willing to buy 100,000 vans from Rivian for the Gosh, end of the nuts. They're going to create their own entire supply chain and... What percentage of UPS, FedEx, USPS do you think is Amazon packages? I think a lot. A lot. So it does not bode well for them. Anyway, so Rivian said Thursday it will design, build, and service a new electric van exclusively for Amazon. A representative confirmed with the Roadshow that this will not be a new vehicle for the public, but a dedicated electric delivery van for the online retailer. It looks something along the lines of a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, but mm-hmm. with the cutesy Honda e-face. <laughs> Amanda, uh, Amanda. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos said the company plans to purchase 100,000 of these unnamed Rivian electric vans, and the electric car startup plans for the first to hit the road by 2021. So if Amazon's handing them a check for 100,000, I bet it's going to be called the Prime Van, the Rivian Prime or something like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Prime Plus. Come late 2022. Well, Amazon is planning. The reason that they're taking over the supply chain is they want one-day delivery. Wow. Have you heard about that? They're moving Amazon I've, Prime I, from no, two I've, day to one day. I've done same day delivery on something. Yeah, but it's, it's just It's included. only local, like. It's going to be included that they want everything to be one day if they can. They really want to push geez. the envelope of this. So come late 2022, Rivian expan- expects to have 10,000 of the electric vans roaming the streets with Amazon packages on board. As mentioned, full deployment will see 100,000 of them on the road. So I'm guessing they're probably getting these things for twenty or $30,000. Okay. Which is. That, I feel like you pulled that number out of nowhere. I'm just guessing. You know, yeah. we know what electric vehicles are probably, you know, they're thirty to $40,000. But if you're buying 100000 In bulk? <laughs> that is the definition of buying in bulk when you buy 100000 of something. I'm guessing they're wow. probably thirty thirty grand. For sure. This, you're for probably not far off. I mean, they, they don't need screens or technology or weird no. crap like that. I mean, I bet they're going to have their own software built in to, right. to most efficiently drop off the packages. Stuff like that. You think you'll be able to buy one of these secondhand at any point? Eventually. Like on fleet auction? Eventually. I bet you will. Because I like the idea of a stripped-down utilitarian electric van. So this, I'm guessing this thing is going to be based on the off the skateboard that they're building the truck on. Right. Are we going to be able to swap chassis? We talked about this. Wouldn't that be sweet? It would be pretty, pretty cool. Or we're going to go back to the time of coach builders, where you're going to buy your Rivian skateboard chassis, where it's all the powertrain, all the electronics, everything is in this horizontal chassis, and you're going to bring it to your coach builder. So Rivian will never allow you to do that, but I bet (laughs) they won't. But I'm going to guess that other companies will pop up that will. 
Yeah. So we'll see. That'd be cool. So what do you think of the rotary engine? So you're talking Mazda's RX-7, the classic. The one that sounds awful. Yes, that one. Yeah, I like it. It's a cool concept, and I like it because it's different. I've never owned one or driven one. I've never owned one. I've never driven one, but my ears hate them. (laughs) They sound like weed eaters. So the the joke was- Except for like the three, three, four rotor stuff that's just wild. Right. So the Le Mans racer, the 787B, I think it was called, the Mazda. It yes, won. It was a miracle. It would crack windshields of cars behind it from the exhaust noise. Wow. Yes. I have that on my list of a story I want to do for everybody. Yes. It's the story of this of the of Mazda and the Le Mans winning. 787B, okay. yeah, I, I think it's called. I have to email them. Anyway, so the rotary engine is back. Really? It is, but not how you want it to oh, be. Oh, okay. Um, recently caught testing under a CX-30 body, the pure electric model is expected to go on sale Hold on. in 2020. You said rotary. <laughs> <laughs> a company spokesperson confirmed the EV's existence to Automotive News and says it will be brand new. Okay. The prototype is fitted with a 35,000, uh, 35.5K kilowatt battery pack and offers 105 kilowatt and 264 newton meters from its front-mounted electric motor. Okay. I know you're disappointed so far. Disappointment is going to continue. Whether those numbers <laughs> will make production uh, remains to be seen, but they make it's basically a Nissan Leaf. Sure. Um, according okay. to the report, the EV will be offered with a range extender or a pure electric powertrain. Expect the pure EV to be aimed at markets like Japan, China, and Europe, while the range extender will be target markets, markets like the USA and Australia. We've talked about this. The range extender electric makes sense here. It does. The range extender is going to be a rotary engine. That's kind of cool. So you're going to have a rotary generator. That's kind of cool. Is it? I don't know. Why? Why, why shove like a complicated engine I know. into as, as a generator? It's, at least they're like going back to their roots of like, that's the Mazda thing, right? I, I like it. I guess. Well, it, it doesn't have any performance need at all. Okay, so um, oh, <laughs> Ohio deputies have pulled over an Amish buggy. Uh-oh. Complete with stereo system and an open 12-pack of beer. <laughs> Wait, what? Deputies in Ohio pulled over two Amish men over the weekend who said they had decked out their horse-drawn buggy with a massive stereo system and were throwing back beers. Was Were, were the <laughs> occupants Amish? Yes. Really? <laughs> According to Fox News, deputies with the Trumbull County Sheriff's Office stopped the buggy around 1 a.m. Sunday. That's the <laughs> Sabbath. What are we doing here, guys? That's when they reportedly 1 a.m. on Sunday? Yeah. So is that Monday morning? Or no, that must be like Saturday Sunday. night. Actually, I think their Sabbath must be on Saturday. Um, <laughs> so they waited. Either way, either way, <laughs> that's when they reportedly found a. Tw- they reportedly found a twelve pack of Michelob Ultra on top of the vehicle okay. with several open bottles inside. Well, if you've got several open bottles of Michelob Ultra, you're probably okay. You're still fine. You're not in trouble until you've got ten open bottles oh, of Michelob yeah. Ultra. The buggy was also equipped with a rocking stereo system. <laughs> I've never operated an Amish buggy with a horse, but I'm told that the horse will know the way home regardless of whether the operator is awake or even in the buggy. Right. And that horse went a little further down the road and onto an oil gas well road and stopped. Uh Uh-oh. So basically just a side road. Maybe the the horse was was also drunk. (laughs) (laughs) The buggy was towed and deputies found someone to care for the horses until the owners come forward. So they basically found this thing with no drivers. Oh, there wasn't anyone in it. I guess there was nobody in it. It was just the horse partying. (laughs) Why I'm so confused <laughs> okay, by this. What do you think happened to these guys? Right. What do you think happened? Do you think that like the uh, the elder like caught him with the stereo? That's what I'm wondering. And so they away? just Noel. I was thinking like someone was gonna get caught, and so they just abandoned ship. Maybe there's just that fear of the consequences, and that would be a reality check for them. 
that there are consequences. But I encourage them to come forward and get their buggy and horse, said the police. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so this is just something I just want to mention. Trump has revoked the waiver for California to set higher auto emission standards, which we know as California Air Board. Yeah, the CAFE. Or no, no carb, carb standards. Carb. Cafe, cafe is Europe. No, cafe is national. U.S. dot is cafe. Okay. Um, uh, if, if here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> We've been living under the basically the umbrella of whatever California does for their emissions, whatever they require, the rest of the country deals with. Right. Yeah. So basically, what Trump wants to do is because it, it used to be you would have California only models of cars. Right. Well, yes, but. Back then, it was really simple because all you had to do was they'd have like some sort of doodad or vacuum device right. or some some exhaust recirculation thing that they would just bolt on the cars. Right. But now all cars basically. Yeah, they're just man, are, they're engineering to the lowest common denominator. My question is, is, if California really wants this, why not just offer tax incentives for companies that meet the requirements? If the companies want to produce the vehicles, get the tax breaks, they will. No regulation needed. That's how it should be, free market. Yeah, well, that's not even free market. California is free to make. So here's the thing. We've got federal federalism, right? Yep. We have a republic. Yeah. You're supposed to have states' rights. And I'm trying, I don't want to try and get political here. But California certainly has a right mm-hmm. to set whatever emission standards they want for the cars that are for sale here. The problem is, is that what they're doing is, is imposing regulation on other states. Not officially, but effectively. Effectively. So why right. don't we just offer some tax incentives for companies that want to sell cars there? So explain this to me before, though. So Trump revoked a waiver. So California had a waiver. Forever. They've been able to do whatever they want. So, okay, they've basically been saying we want higher emission standards in our state than the rest of the country. Than the EPA, the national EPA. is. Okay, and that's why you had, like I said, the California-only models, and you know California is more regulated for right. that. Okay, that makes sense. So we'll see where that goes. Interesting. All right, so there's two conflicting messages coming out of Germany. Uh, okay, we'll about start, what? We'll start well we've got one from Audi, one from Porsche. Okay. So you'll understand why they're conflicting as we as we go through. Okay. So Audi thinks gasoline cars are going to be off the road. The head of Audi Sport Customer Racing, Chris Renke, told Car Sales he foresees a future where gasoline-powered performance vehicles will be regulated or relegated to weekends at the racetrack or on rally courses. Oh, wow. Gas-powered performance cars will appear nowhere else. So, okay, I thought you meant just they weren't going to sell anymore, though. Well, I would think that if he thinks this, he also But he's that. saying they're not going to allow them. Right, and I've been saying that. I know you since have. Since we started doing this podcast. Uh, Renke compared the future of automobiles to sailboat racing. People used to take goods across the ocean with sailboats, but now it's all handled with container ships. People still sail, but only recreationally. <laughs> the man behind Audi Sport Customer Racing went on to say sailboats have essentially turned into a leisure activity, and that's what will happen with gas-powered performance vehicles. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> sailboats can go wherever they want. Exactly. I was almost interrupted you to say that. It's not like they outlawed sailboats on the open sea. You can still sailboat. You can still go wherever you want. Exactly. It's not like you have to maintain like this. Well, you have four acres of sea that you can turn right. your little sailboat around on. Completely stupid. Wow. I, I want to be able to go wherever I want, whenever I want. Mm-hmm. That's the ideal. And it's nothing like sailboats. Like the for such a guy that's in charge of something so important, it's a really ridiculous comparison. While this shift won't happen overnight, there's evidence to support his prediction. The Dutch government started to look at banning gas and diesel-powered vehicles uh, by 2025 and 2016. Later in 2016, German looked at the same thing for 2030, and 2017 started to join the movement. 
In 2018, a bill called for a ban on internal combustion cars by 2040 in California, which makes me circle back to what we just talked about. Yeah. Is can they, if they revoke that, are they still able to do it? So you, if you remember uh, back in the day, I was emailing with some. What Calif- was the guy's name? Oh, Phil Ting. This is yes. his. Phil, this is his bill. Yep. So I actually emailed E-E something. We had one of the one of the representatives on the phone. So mm-hmm. I emailed him, and I also emailed Phil Ting's representative to get comment on their right to be able to do this being revoked. Right. So I'll report back what I hear. Um, okay. It's like AB Bill AB seventeen forty five or something like that, like that right. about revoking. Uh, the right to even – I couldn't find – it's not even new car sales. It's a ban on combustion cars exactly. entirely. Right, which is crazy. Absolutely. Obviously never passed. This is this is like a ask for more than you expect to get kind of thing. True. We're going to ask for no cars that are combustion by 2040. Well, guess what? It's like 2019, so we've got 20 years to figure out – that's what they're thinking. Is we've got yeah. 20 years to figure out how we're going to mitigate this and what we're going to do, which wow. is just – if California's already screwed. There's all, <laughs> the real estate market is awful. The renting market is awful. People that don't have money are already suffering. And you're going to take it and make sure that every single person that True. is doing this has to drive an electric car. With that, I mean, eventually and they'll be cheaper, but in 20 years, are they going to be super affordable for some guy that's currently driving a rusty Camry around? Take the bus. People are, take the bus. Yeah, the electric bus. Yes, that's essentially what people want other people to do. So it, it, the mention of there's a precedent for this. Didn't we... Talk a couple of years ago about the fact that one European city banned diesels in their city center. Uh, well, you have to in England. There's certain you have to buy a license to be able to drive in certain places. Okay. And in Rome, you you can't drive diesels around downtown. It, right. It, diesels maybe for a certain time, and I think Belgium's the same way. So this kind of so stuff is already there is a precedent. Yeah, there's yeah definitely. And it, you know what? Here's the thing: if they go okay, here we have what's called. I-694 and 494. It's a loop around the city. Correct. And most large cities have, have a, loop a bypass. Around. They yeah. have a bypass around the city, so tractor trailers don't have to drive through downtown and get exactly. quagmired in traffic, blah, 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 blah. That's the thought anyway. I foresee those loops as being the green zones. Hmm. I foresee you not being able to drive your car certain times of the day Inside. in those areas. Maybe after 5 p.m., after 6 p.m., when it's not hot. You know, smog is usually an issue when it's hot during mm-hmm. the day, during the noon sun. So, you know, you're not going to be able to drive your car during the day, maybe at night, maybe on weekends. Wow. That's, I mean, I think that's probably what will happen. I think that's the logical, that's what they're doing in Europe. That's the logical progression is restricting when and where you can drive it, which if I can – see, that's the thing is I don't want to give up anything because mm-hmm. if I feel like I give up this, like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't want to drive in the city anyway. But then what's next? Because there is no there's no end to any of this. They're gonna keep asking for more and asking for more and asking for more. Well, why do we the even wheel need of the, progress why keeps do on we turning? Well, they yeah, the wheel of they call it progress. That's why they're called progressives. So that was that was Audi's take. Okay, so um Porsche. Porsche says gas powered 911s aren't going anywhere. I read the same story. So, weeks after Porsche unveiled its all-electric Taycan sports sedan, the automaker CDO, CEO Oliver Bloom told Autocar in a report published last week that Porsche will contribute, contribute continue mm-hmm. to build the 911 with a gas engine for as long as it is able. Now, that's the key word. Keyword. As long as it's able to. Mm-hmm. If it if it's not profitable anymore, they That's not able to. They will stop. Porsche has said it's three pillars in its powertrain strategy going forward: gas, hybrid, and electric. That's not to set. That's not set to change in the near future, as this strategy is set for the next ten to fifteen years, according to Bloom. 
Porsche will offer powertrain options from each of these three pillars for each of its vehicle segments. Um, this could lead to the next generation 718 Cayman and Boxster going all electric as rumored. Did you hear about that? I did. So basically Cayman and Boxsters are going to be all electric. Wow. The 718 just fits EV, doesn't it? Porsche said. <laughs> the next generation of these cars would be good time to go all electric. Seems fairly conclusive to us. And there was there's yet more surprise when we asked whether an electric Cayman would be all-wheel driven. Yes, it needs to be. And that makes sense. So hmm. basically, you're going to have an all-electric, all-wheel drive Cayman. Which, why wouldn't you just buy an S4 or something? I don't it, I. That's not what a Cayman is. That's not what a Cayman is. So to your point, the problem is going to be differentiating between these electric cars, right? In a way. I How mean, is an electric sports car different from your electric sedan? Obviously, they're, they're, all... they're going to consume more energy. They're going to put out more wattage. They're going to be faster. They're going to have bigger electric motors. Just like you've got a P75, P80, P100D. Yeah, you've got dual motor, single motor, triple motor. There's a lot of different ways to do this, but it's just kind of sad because a Cayman <laughs> is, to me, a mid-engine but the only good thing about this is that they're not going to have that stupid four-cylinder Boxster engine anymore. Yeah, I don't like that either. All right, so by 2025, the automaker said 60% of its new vehicle sales will be electrified. And I feel like those numbers keep creeping up. Like, oh, yeah, it's 20%, it's 30%, 60%. That's In five years. Five years from now, 60% are going to be electrified. Wow. And again, the key word for this is everybody gets excited about this article. But the key word is Porsche will continue to build the 911 with a gas engine for as long as it is able to and it only said which means, 10 to 15 years which means profitability and regulation right together so if this gets regulated out so here's the thing what do we talk about with the engine noise restrictions right with you there's engine noise restrictions coming in the european union yep are they going to be able to make a car that's quiet is anybody going to want a 911 that's super quiet that you can only oh, drive at point. Some, that you can only drive at certain speeds and it can't be mm -hmm. loud so it's there's a lot of things kind of at play in this all right so you can now buy a Bugatti Veyron for the low, low price of $125,000. And I'm going to play a little bit of a song for you here that will <laughs> celebrate the fact that you can buy one for $125,000. Okay. In a new Bugatti. Well, I, I think you probably just do i mean if you've got bugatti money who knows you don't even but know he where makes you were it last seem night. like it was my weekend last weekend where i don't know where <laughs> i woke up like oh i'm in a bugatti all of a so, sudden uh, on the, the the west coast this okay so, <laughs> so what this is this? is this is a craigslist ad okay so i'm going to try and read this oh this is not my grammar okay I so if this now. sounds effed up it's because it's written poorly and it's difficult to read because gotcha yes okay gotcha so west coast where were i hear my car has made it to be a huge hit to the East Coast. Here we have my $125,000 custom build. I mean, there's a link for you to I'm click I'm going to click on this. This is a Bugatti Veyron, which costs $90,000 to just build. So much detail is put into this car that is that can't even that can't not even be listed. It's a beautiful car for replica lovers out this. So it, I will say it's better than I expected. The car is for you. The best part is not an electrical nightmare like the Fieros. I've made them. All a headache, yet neat. The, <laughs> this car, the Cougar, is more modern and less of a headache. I woke up in a new Mercury Cougar. I woke up in a new Mercury Cougar. I woke up in a new Mercury Cougar. Doesn't quite have the same ring no, to I it, like does it. it? I like it. No, no, no. So um, he says, 
Uh, uh, Yeah, so all badges are made down to the internal clock, the brake rotors, as well as the calipers. This is a 17-trophy-winning replica (laughs) replica done on a 2002 Mercury Cougar. It's V6 stock. The AC works. All the vents are done. Suede headliner. The dash in perfect shape, also suede. The wing retracts just like the real one. The exhaust is throaty and strong. It's adjustable coilovers. The back seat is done in leather as well as the front. And I would like to note, none of the leather matches. Oh, no. Like the seats and the center console and all this stuff. Yeah. I have it specially insured through custom car insurance at $120,000 agreed value. Now, what insurance adjuster came out and looked at this and was like, yeah, yeah. That's not how insurance works. You can just have an agreed value. value. I know. Um, But they will ask you to say, you have to generally say, why is this thing worth this much? Yeah. Otherwise, you could... You're doing some schemey stuff where you're I just, agree. you know, dumping cars out of planes or whatever. Um, <laughs> trades are welcome. Oh, really? If you can't afford this, you don't even waste your time. Don't even, Chris. Okay, so then he, uh, the car went viral. The yeah. ad went viral. So here's his response after the car went viral. Okay. Being that my car went viral, I have sent the nicest text messages ever, as well as uplifting, <laughs> but some very weird and sickening. I want to say to you, when you act talk this way, did your mom teach you that? Would you like someone to say this to your little brother, sister, for their hard work? Well, think of this before you send your ignorant opinion. My tires cost more than more than most of these people's cars that hit me up with the madness. Anyhow, for those of you whom, whom spoke nice, you've all helped me to not let the haters bother because now you're irrelevant. Okay. okay. So you look through the pictures. This guy, the speedometer goes up to 250 miles per hour. Sweet. And it, But it, there's a picture of him going and indicated 130 in this thing. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. If you look through the pictures, there's a oh, speedometer with that it. now. So a Mercury Cougar, uh, supposedly, according to the Cougar database, which is not what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say the exterior of this looks very good. It, I expected so much worse from the ad. It's not terrible. It's I, not bad. Obviously, come on. Let's not be doing these stupid cars. But No, but this actually looks pretty good. It looks decent. I, this looks pretty good, like the like the girl that built the Dale car. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, that'll be if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Yeah. Okay, so um, the Cougar database. Okay, that's a thing. Okay, uh, says that the uh, Cougar is capable of 150 miles per hour with a manual transaxle and a V6 engine without electronic speed limiter, chasing a 22 year old male. <laughs> I get it, because yeah. it's a Cougar. Because it's a Cougar. Yeah. Uh, the Mercury Ford Cougar was canceled in 2002 after four years of production. Mm-hmm. Um, I There's splooge all over the center console. The leather, the leather doesn't match. It's not splooge. What is it? Where? You can look through the pictures. In the photo is also a Jeep Wrangler that looks like it was modified by a guy who makes a Veyron out of a Mercury Cougar. Yep. Also in the it background is, is a Hummer H3. That's not. There is a Hummer H3 in the background of one of the photos. As, oh, there it is. As well as also a, very chromed out. As well as a wannabe R63 AMG, which is the AMG minivan. <laughs> All right. Huh. Well, that's uh, interesting. I'm looking through the photos here. Yeah, we'll link so, it up. We'll link yeah. it up so you guys can see it. So, British motorist destroys his life fighting a 100 pound speeding ticket. How does he destroy his life? I'm going to tell you. After spending an estimated 30,000 pounds of his children's inheritance unsuccessfully fighting a 100-pound speeding fine, retired engineer Richard Keedwell has lost a lot. But little did he expect that his quest to challenge this unfair fine may have helped uncover an error in the system that could save thousands of unlucky motorists hundreds of pounds. 
Mr. Keedwell, 71, from Yate in Bristol, was accused of driving 35.4 miles per hour in a 30-mile-per-hour zone. Petty. Yeah. Petty. Yeah. But it's a camera, so they give out tickets for everything, I'm sure. They were out Christmas shopping with his wife in Worcester in November of 2016. However, he was so convinced that he was not speeding at the time that he went and that he spent two and a half years attending seven court appearances to fight the fine issued by West Mercia Police. Mr. Keedwell, a father of three sons, hired an expert witness in electronics and radar. Tim Farrow, who analyzed the images of him allegedly speeding, said that he could have been caught he could have been caught out by a malfunction with a speeding camera known as the double Doppler effect. Interesting. So I was always thinking in my in my premature teenage brain. That you know you the Doppler effect, right? If an right. ambulance is going towards you and it's a farther, yeah, it goes slow. The farther away it is, the slower it gets. So I remember getting pulled over once, and I'm like, "Have you ever heard of the Doppler effect?" I'm sure this isn't accurate. He goes, "The cop goes, the only thing the Doppler effect would be would be you going actually faster than what I clocked you." At. <laughs> so, uh, but the double Doppler effect describes the technical issue where a speed camera's radar detection beam accidentally deflects to another vehicle traveling in the same direction. In essence capturing and sighting the wrong vehicle sure. for the speeding. At the distance between the two car as the distance between the two cars changes, the Doppler shift is created which makes the camera record the second vehicle as traveling faster than it is. Hmm. Physicists commonly explain the Doppler effect by how it causes ambulance blah, blah blah. I never saw the flash of the camera and I certainly didn't feel like I was doing faster than 30, Mr. Keeble said. I was incredibly annoyed and I got the fine through the po- when I got the fine through the post. I'm convinced that Tim knows what he is on about and that there was – I should have read this in a British accent, but I just, I'm not good at it. If he told me to just pay the fine, nothing has happened here, then I would have just accepted and paid it. But when you start looking into this, you realize that it's more about them getting money than road safety. Well, yeah. Really? <laughs> Ordinary working people like me are getting done over by the system. I have not been listened to, and there has not been any justice in this case. I obviously regret losing that amount of money, and I have often woken up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat because I am so panicked, but I couldn't let him get away with it. The system is flawed and needed challenging. So he spent $30,000 of his kid's inheritance. What an idiot. Totally, totally an idiot. Unless, of course, he can get his money back somehow if he was able to win Well, I'm sure at some point he doubled down. He was like, well, I'm going to sue them forever, all my court costs when I win. I guess. A spokesman for West Mercia's police said, all of our speed enforcement cameras are calibrated regularly and are home office approved. That sounds like propaganda if I've <laughs> ever heard it. This particular offense was dealt with by the courts, who, after hearing all the evidence, found the defendant guilty. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't. It, it's 100 pounds, man. Just pay the fine. Exactly. You're not. I mean, you're fighting the home office. <sighs> yeah. All, all right, right. What have you got? So I, all I need to read you here, Chris, is the headline. The Porsche Taycan's engine sound costs $580. Okay. So basically, you can to have pay a different engine extra noise. to have a different, quote, engine noise. So this is bringing on a whole concept of, all right, so if you're going to pay more for this engine noise. So when you take can off, you, you, can a- ha- you can have Mario's theme song? No, play it you needs drive to away? be the Jetson Mobile. <laughs> they will never, ever unlock that for you for you to be able to do oh that. i want someone to hack it so we can just i could see here's the thing i could see tesla doing it because their cars fart why don't they do that too do they fart they, yeah you can have a thing where you push a button on the dash and it'll make farting noises out of whatever speaker you want it to so it sounds like someone in the car is farting i like the jetson noise idea yeah. but it's like it's it's like car ringtones you know what i mean it's like loading up your your car with a ringtone 
I guess. I'm not. I just I'm do not, not like it. All right. So, do you remember the top speed run in the Bugatti? Yeah. It was a very bumpy flight. Uh oh. Flight, you so, say. So, speaking to Wheels, which is an Australian car pub, Wallace recounted how he went airborne. <laughs> he went airborne in a modified mm-hmm. Chiron during his 490.48 kilometer an hour run at the Era Leshian test facility. Quote, there's a surface change on the straight, and I was calling it a ramp and jump, and everyone was wondering why I was calling it that. That was until they looked at the data, and they realized that actually is a jump. It occurs at about 447 kilometers an hour on that fast run. It goes from a nice, smooth surface to an older surface. It felt to me inside the cabin that it was all coming off the ground and then coming down. You know that surface changes there, and after you have fired yourself off the banking and the numbers are coming up, you kind of brace yourself for going over this jump. Jeez. At 270 well, that's, it's miles probably an hour. Not, it's probably just a slight, slight elevation change, but when you're going that fast, it amplifies it. You can't lift, though. In fact, lifting makes this much worse, because then you get a pitch change at the front and gives you a whole heap of trouble. <laughs> you're, far off better, you're far better off staying flat, which means there's not much you can do about it. You just go wow. with it and hope it's all right. Despite this, Wallace nonchalantly added that the show has always been really good when I've been on the road and gone over something where I've left the ground. <laughs> so this guy—he has to be the only driver of a Sharon who's like, oh yeah, I take it off jumps. It's amazing this thing can lift off at all with the size of his balls <laughs> weighing that thing down. Um, so I watched the video. It yeah. supposedly happens at 277 miles an hour or okay. whatever. I couldn't find it. I couldn't mm. see it. I see like a little bit of a bump, but obviously this thing is not Dukes a hazarding right. at all. So uh, in a thinly veiled pow- also, this is kind of a little bit of a sidebar here. Okay. In a thinly veiled power move that effectively marks any future records broken by its competition with an asterisk, Bugatti CEO Steven Winkleman said, we're not just the first manufacturer to produce a car that goes faster than 300 miles per hour. We also did this on a test track that is a major drawback when it comes to speed tests. And what do you think that drawback is? Turns? No. Essentially, Aralesian is only 50 meters above sea level, much lower than, say, Route 60 in Nevada, where the Konezeg happened to take its Agera RS to average 284. Oh, the, the higher you are, thicker. the thinner the air is. The thinner yeah. the air is, the less aerodynamic drag you have to deal with. In short, Bugatti head of development Stephen Elrott said, our calculations have shown that we would have been around 15 miles per hour faster in Nevada. But they did it in Germany because it's safer. Just do it in Nevada then. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But, I, but hey, they're done. They took their ball. They said, now we're not playing like anymore. Like I said, we're, we're, we took our ball. We're going home. That's, <sighs> that's the end of it. Yeah. All right. What so we, we have uh, another story here. Ferrari ditches their plan for a modern-day Dino because, well, we don't need to. So... Ferrari isn't planning to bring back the Dino nameplate, at least not in the coming years, according to the company's chief commercial officer, Enrico Garia. He was asked by Autocar about whether the entry-level Dino is dead, because apparently they had been teasing the fact they were going to bring that back. And he responded, quote, I would never use the word dead in the future strategy, but it's certainly not something that we're planning on shortly. So (laughs) the Dino has the name Dino with Ferrari has such like a gray past right yes. it was it actually a ferrari it was right exactly a, but then it was a ferrari and then it wasn't and it's named after somebody's dead kid and it's, it's yeah, just I know. like uh so i can see why they wouldn't want to use the name again well because it just doesn't have the heritage of something else yeah rumors 
about a new V6 entry level Dino first circulated back in 2016. Oh, okay. When the then boss Sergio Marcion said that the return of the fabled Dino badge and a V6 engine under Fry's roof were a quote possibility. So I think someone just said something like that and everyone got excited. However, the revised strategy of the company's new boss, Louis Camarelli, apparently had no room for a Dino. And instead, the Italian manufacturer promised to launch 15 new models by 2022. What? Ferrari's going to have 15 new cars in the next two years? Yeah, I guess so. With four of them already revealed this year, the F8 Tributo. I don't SF90 Stratusdale, the F8 Spider, and the 812 GTS. I have a feeling 15 new models is like, like Porsche saying, like, of... well, this is the Turbo S. With a Targa. And this is the Turbo S Targa Cabriolet. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're probably, I'm sure you're that's right. all so that a, means. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. With the move for Corvette to mid engine, does Dodge need to bring the Viper back to take its place as a front wheel drive? I'm sorry, rear wheel drive, front engine monster? Hmm. What do you think? I'd like to see that. That seems like it would be... Wouldn't people just eat that up? Yeah. Because the last Viper did not sell well. I mean, there was guys sitting on the assembly line basically doing nothing. Really? Yeah, it was really, really bad. But I think there's there's a lot of hot engine, hot rod front engine real drive cars out there, but they're all like Aston Martins and Mercedes and right. Jaguars. And they're all hideously expensive. So there's... well. But the, when you have like the the Hellcat and stuff like that, right? That That's what I was gonna say. Like, but, there's the lower level stuff, but that doesn't feel Halo car ish. They're too expensive. They're like eighty thousand dollars for what they are. For what they are. So, what if you could do like a really basic Dodge Viper? Even a, those are not gonna be cheap, though. I know, but if you can do it for like sixty or seventy thousand dollars, if they could just manage to pull it together, just as a big fu to Chevrolet, it'd be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool. It's never gonna happen. But that was just my, it could be kind of cool. That would be very cool. Of the day. Well, yes. that's all we got. That's it. So hopefully, uh, no, no, no. We actually, are, are you getting a phone call right now? So, you know, we. Hold on. Let me put him on hold. Hold on a second. Okay, go ahead. I put him on hold. Go ahead. What do you want? Yeah, no. So we had just talked about the Dino that Ferrari was going to do, and then they scrapped it. Yeah. Well, our correspondent, Buster Conrad, is actually on location. I didn't realize this. Okay. So he's on the phone right now. All right, let's get him. Hi, Chris and Jake. Today I'm on location in Maranello, Italy, at the Ristorante Cavallino, across the street from Ferrari's test track at Circuito di Fiorano. I stopped by earlier at the Ferrari offices, but they seem to have misplaced my appointment with Giuseppe Stronzo. I'm hoping (laughs) to catch some of the other Ferrari executives at lunch to talk about the recent news of their production and marketing strategy. He is across the street. Hey, that's an interesting door chime. I see a gentleman sitting at a table (laughs) with an expensive-looking suit. Has a Ferrari logo sewn onto it. I'm going to go introduce myself. Uh, ciao, signore. Uh, Parlez inglés? Si, si. Are you my waiter? Who who are you? Well, I'm Buster Conrad, correspondent for the top-rated automotive podcast in the USA, Overcrest. Could I have a few minutes of your time? Ah, isn't that uh, car talk? (laughs) Well, the internet moves quickly, signore. I saw your excellent jacket. Can I ask where someone like me could buy one? They are not for sale to tourists. I am Ferrari Dirionteto Esetivo. Very impressive, signore. I've heard that Ferrari has taken other steps to protect brand exclusivity, such as keeping production below demand and canceling (laughs) the entry-level Dino project. Do you think that will steer potential buyers towards a competitor? 
Excuse me, you, you're not my waiter. <laughs> Ferrari is not a car. Ferrari is a lifestyle. We sell more posters in the 1980s than Lamborghini and Ferrari Fawcett combined. That's a new people metric. Want the Ferrari poster poster sales, I like if it. If we approve of them, they are allowed to buy it. For people we don't, there is a gift shop with leather jackets, hats, and key rings. I'm sure it's not Corvette. Yeah, I like your confidence, Signore. <laughs> so you're saying you're not worried at all about competitors like Lamborghini growing larger from Ferrari's new strategy? <laughs> Why would we care? Is mele un arans, apples and oranges. Lamborghini is like a stripper, taking off her clothes for money and attention. Ferrari <laughs> is a beautiful heiress who will one day make love to you if you have the wealth and class to get her attention. You want to make love to a stripper? Oh, kind, boy, kind of. do I have some stories for you, but uh, <laughs> well, maybe another time. What, what about companies who embrace new technology like Porsche? Are you worried P at all? Porsche? I think everyone has to start somewhere. <laughs> when they get real money, they come to find us. Next, you are about to ask about Volkswagen or Chevrolet. Oh, uh, uh, my apologies, Signore. I did not mean to offend you. I do hear that the mid-engine Corvette is pretty good, though. Secuse. Removal de intuso. Uh, you know what? Uh, well, Chris and Jake, I, I think it might be time for me to go. Uh, back to you. All right, man. All right, wow, well, well, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's the others? Chris, Chris, Jake, if you can hear me, send lawyers, guns, and money, and disregard the rent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I, I oh, do have poor, guns, but I don't buster. have any money. For, for Poor Mr. Buster Mr. Conrad. Conrad. Oh, Conrad. Not Con Conrad. Conrad, yeah. Conrad. Exactly. Boy, that guy sounded like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is, an, he is an Italian. And, uh, it's always good, good to get some news from out in the field. That is, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Conrad. With that, I think we are going to wrap it up here. Uh, be sure to check us out on Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash Overcrest. And uh, until next week, yeah, take I hope care. I get, hope I get the uh, the movie stuff figured out. I'm going to try and get those interviews we done this week for you guys. Next week. And if uh, if I don't get it done this week, I'll work something else out. And uh, I'll make sure we get that because I've got lots of good content for you guys. Sounds Dang. good. We will see you on Friday. Life can flip in a matter of seconds. One morning you're waking up in the projects. And the next morning you wake up in a $1.2 million car. How did I get here? I came looking for you with Haitians I stay smoking on good Jamaican I fuck bitches from different races You get money, they started hating I woke up in a new Bugatti 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 Is a bitch. 100k, I spun that on my wrist. 200k, I spun that on your bitch. Do me your model, put that on my list. Oh, that he going that foreign again. Killing the scene, bring the core in the end. Murder, she wrote, swallow a choke. Hit her and go, I won't call her again. Woke up running in mounted. Crib as big as a college. Smoke me a pound of the loudest. Whipping some shit with no mileage. Diamonds cost me a fortune. Them horses all in them Porsches. You pussies can't handle afford it. 4200 my mortgage. Falling on niggas like COVID. Fuck all you haters, you call me. Only the real get a piece of the plate. Repping my city around in my state. Keep me your pistol, they run with the case. Niggas won't beef, then I visit your place. Bang.
can looking for you with Haitians. I stay smoking on good Jamaican. I fuck bitches from different races. You get money, they started hating. I woke up in a new Bugatti. 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 Again, they go that flow bringing tragedy in. Cop me your chain, your salary spent. Niggas this week bring them cavities in. Counting money, hourly trend. Rolling them skinny like Austin twins. Niggas the squares, cabinet bins. Neck full of gold, Olympian shit. Demons on blowing the check on the gear. Falling some pussy, then hop on the leer. Strap with them choppers in back of the rear. Sock pussy, them killers is here. Woke up early, they mounted. Mine is telling me money. Paper, moolah. Pockets as fat as a tumor. Me and that nigga, no rumor. Living my life off a tuna. Want it with me, I deliver the beef. Real niggas only enjoying the feast. Pull up a seat, bon appetit. No Louboutins when they're red on your sleeves. Bang, 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 bang. Survival is a game of chance. Revenge is a calculated plan of action. I come looking for you with Haitians. I stay smoking on good Jamaican. I fuck bitches from different races. You get money, they started hating. I woke up in a new Bugatti. 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 It's all they taking fingerprints on a Rolls Royce. It's why they hating. Push a button on this broke boy. As detonation, walk the road to riches, bare feet. Me, I watch mama struggle, now she living carefree. That's why I hustle for that half a key, that's 12 G's. I'm trying to bubble every summer on LP. You gotta love me, I got shooters out the D-League. Signing bone and hit that man, that's from 30 feet. Left in the puddle, fingerprints is on a honey meal. That's what it is, Ricky Rose and Nate Sood. We have a trip, yeah. I come looking for you a What you know about this? I stay smoking on good Jamaican. We the best. I fuck bitches from different You get money, they started hating. I woke up in a new Bugatti. I woke up in a new Bugatti. I woke up. In 